Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We're your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how are you doing this week? Oh, I'm chilling, Tyler. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, and uh, we surprisingly have a good movie to talk about this week. At least one that you <laughs> yeah, would consider better than The Irishman. I mean, that's a fact. Uh, what we are talking about is the surprise hit. It's doing pretty good reception-wise from the critics, audience, and box office. We're talking about Knives Out. It is a murder mystery film written, produced, directed by Ryan Johnson. Of course, by now, everyone around the world who know knows who Ryan Johnson is, he is the guy that brought you The Last Jedi, either the best or worst Star Wars movie, depending on your opinion. He brings a star-studded cast with him, uh, headlined by Daniel Craig and Chris Evans, but also features Michael Shannon, Jamie Lee Curtis, very varied cast here. And the plot at first is simple. Daniel Craig is a private investigator that is hired to help the officers determine who murdered the father of the family. The father of the family is very wealthy due to his murder mystery books. And at least from the trailers, looks like someone in the family did it. So from this point on, we will be talking openly about spoilers when we need to, because for a murder mystery, you kind of have to. So I'll kick it back to you, Mike. Well, what did you think of Knives Out? Well... It always kind of seemed interesting to me because I enjoy murder mysteries. But overall, I thought it was pretty good. It lived up to my expectations, which weren't high to begin with. But let me put it this way. It was better than my expectations. I enjoyed it. It kept you engaged the entire time, giving you new details of information uh, throughout the entire time. And then giving you that nice little twist, I guess. Right there at the end. No, I think the movie plays itself well because it. I think the movie is a double twist. So, the most typical. Yeah. Technically a triple twist. Yeah, I guess. There's two main twists I'm going with. But he tricks you into thinking that you know the twist early on with the maid accidentally murdering. So you think, oh, the twist on the movie is that he wasn't actually murdered. It was an accident. But then you find out the real twist is... That was also a fake out, and of someone actually did plan to murder him. But then that was also a fake out, and he killed himself. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah. You're right. I forgot about that one. Yeah. So yeah, we consider it a triple, go, triple thrust. So if we go right, jump cut right to the end here, and we'll glance back over the entire movie. Uh, Daniel Craig discovers that she actually didn't accidentally overdose him because her vials were swapped around, I believe. Yes. All right. They were mislabeled. I they were mislabeled, but she still gave the right one because she based it not off the label, but the weight of the medicine. Yes. So she knew by instinct to give that one. Correct. So he wasn't going to die to begin with, but nope. because he thought he was going to die and to give her the clearance, he killed himself. Prematurely killed himself. Uh-huh. Um, you didn't have to die. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So that's that's the triple twist right there. Yeah, you're right. This is definitely a movie with a triple twist. I've never seen it done before, but they did it, and it did work well. Yeah, it worked, because um, the the guy who actually did it, Chris Evans' character, he doesn't go to jail for the murder of the father. He goes to jail for the murder of the uh, uh, other person around the house who threatened to blackmail him. So, so still goes to jail for murder, but not the murder probably, you think. Probably attempted murder, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, probably. They still got him for something. Yeah. He's he's still going to jail. Yeah. All for BMW. So that's the main crux of the movie. But the movie is very 
detailed because while the obviously the entire investigation is going on, you know, you have a big cast of characters like this. You need to give them something to do. And Ryan Johnson, for the most part, does personalize most of them pretty well. Um, you have uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Don Johnson as the married couple. And you see, you find out how Don Johnson is having an affair that the father finds out. So, like, you see each character's personalization through the lens of why would they have wanted to kill them? Yes. And, pretty and I thought that was a good way of doing it. And I do think there's one character, I forget his name, but the little kid that had the phone, who was like the Nazi supporter, and that's always in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever the whole family just shit on him, that, that was amazing. And I, I, I really do think that's just Ryan Johnson shitting on people that criticize him online. Like, just the, the way The Last Jedi reception went online, I think he personally wrote that character and just beat him up on purpose. Yeah, probably. But I, I, thought, I thought that was funny. And look, for all the crap he got, Go ahead, like you deserve to do a little pushback and to say you want to do it. That's fine. Mike, was there any characters, uh, side characters that stood out to you? I mean, they all kind of did because all the performances were fantastic in this movie. They were all uniquely different. They each had their own motives, so to speak, and their own relationships with the deceased. So I liked how each person, like, you got a full backstory on them. Yeah, you really did. And you get to know the characters throughout the film. So that was excellently done right there. Like Jamie Lee Curtis, you find out that she was a, so to speak, self-made businesswoman. She took a small loan of a million dollars from her And no reference to anything else. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they did say a small loan of a million dollars, too. (laughs) I think those were the exact words. I think they were. And uh, to start the business. And she started the business, but she successfully continued the business. But they really showed that uh, the deceased was kind of the lifeline for this whole family, though. They were all yes. living on him. Kind of like parasites, you know? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I wouldn't say Jamie Lee Curtis's character was. Yeah, I was going to say, like, most of them are parasites. Um, some of them more explicit than others. The uh, the daughter double-dipping for the uh, granddaughter's well, that was the uh, college. daughter that wasn't even the daughter. Oh, that was a daughter-in-law. Okay. Yes, her husband died or something like that. But uh, yeah, no. J- Jamie Lee Curtis was—I would say—out of the entire, at least, immediate family, she was the nicest person. She had the strongest connection to the father, which played off really well with the letters at the end of the movie. But yeah, she's the one that seemed the nicest. She's the one that did her own stuff. Yes, with a little help. But you know, she's not double dipping. You know, she's not demanding Netflix rights for the stories. So, yeah, I definitely thought she was the nicest one. I wouldn't say the nicest, but the most independent. Well, I would also say the nicest, because you you kind of have to pick up on this overall. But there's a very big um, immigration motive, uh, or I wouldn't say motive, but a topic of immigration that's spread around the movie. And I would say pretty well done. Some of the things I picked up was the, the nurse didn't go to the funeral. Yet, about two or three times, uh, one of the family members will bring her over and be like, yeah, you know, you should have came. You know, I wanted you to come, but I was outvoted. But yeah, quite a few people do it. So it's like, so no one wanted you there. Pretty much. And it's like, oh, we'll help you out. We'll help you out wherever we can. But when she gets the money, it's like, give us back the fucking money. Correct. Because like, they really want to help her out. Yeah. it's And um, how 
Don Johnson's character is the main uh, person for this, but it was a few times where like they keep getting her country wrong, right? Oh yeah, it's like she's somewhere in South America, but like three different countries. So it kind of shows like if you're not in the family, like if you're just an assistant, a maid, um, how an upper class white family would, uh, how would they treat you? Is like they seem nice, but they don't give a shit about you. They don't even care what country you're from. And they're all willing to help you as long as they have money to spare. Yeah. And if not, they don't give a shit. So I thought for a basic murder mystery, a very political murder mystery in some parts. Oh, yes. But I I thought for it, it worked fine. Mike, my next question for you specifically is, what do you think of Daniel Craig's accent? (laughs) It it took a little bit of growing on me. Yeah. Because at first I was like, all right, dude, this is... (laughs) This is a little much for you. Like, why Why did it have to be a deep southern accent? Like, I know he did one in Logan Lucky, right? That was another southern accent. So, at this point, I'm like, do you just want movies where you get to do a southern accent? Is that a thing for you? Or is that the only type of American accent you know how to do? I mean, he speaks very good British. You would think, like, oh, he can just easily switch to American. But he doesn't switch to American. He goes deep south. Yeah, that, that's... uh. For Daniel Craig, it's only the South Four Eyes again, or got her uh, Queen English. That's I mean, about it. Hey, it worked out for him. He, uh, as of this recording, the only the Golden Globes nominees are out, but he got nominees for his performance. Really? Yep. So the acting and the accent worked for him. He's got a nominee for the movie. Will he get one for the Oscars? Probably not, but he did get something. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the accent definitely took a few minutes for me to get adjusted to because I really couldn't tell if. Are you parodying? Like, are you making fun of the Southern accent? Or are you trying to come off as serious with this Southern accent? And I just kind of went with it, and it, it worked out. Serious. Yeah. Because at that point, when you first see him, it's like, the cops are being serious, the family's being serious, and you hear him start talking, I'm like, is this serious? It's like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. Excuse me? So, yeah, overall, the movie was really good. I don't really have many, really any issues with the movie. I did feel it was a little too long toward the end. Yeah. Like, it felt like it was wrapping up toward the end, like, two or three times. And then it just kept going. And then that's where the twist came in. Yeah. Like, the twists do make up for it feeling a little too long. But the pacing could have been a bit better. Agreed. Uh, Was there anything else that you weren't uh, weren't the biggest fan of for the movie? Besides the accent not really being... I feel necessary for the role. No, not really. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. And uh, I think it kind of did its job, and it was pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that's it for this episode. I would recommend this. Uh, highly watching recommend this. Uh, Mike, would you recommend watching Knives Out? Absolutely not. I'm just kidding. Yeah, definitely give it a watch. This movie's actually really good. If you didn't like uh, his directing in Star Wars, don't worry. He doesn't ruin a childhood favorite. It's a solid movie. If you like murder mysteries, you're going to like this. Yeah, agreed. This is uh, overall a good, entertaining movie. And, you know, if you're not excited about Star Wars anymore, you know, you're not looking forward to that in a few weeks, then uh, go watch Knives Out. You'll have a good time. But, Mike, if anyone has thoughts about Knives Out, if they have seen it, where can they let us know about it? Well, as always, you could send us a nicely written email, which is labeled Entertainment Expansion at Outlook.com. If you don't want to be all that fancy, 
DM us or write a com- comment under our last post on our Instagram page, which, uh, as you guessed it, it's also an entertainment expansion. And lastly, check out our YouTube channel. We've got tons of stuff going on over there. We've got a whole bunch of videos of other movies that we've covered and gearing up for Oscar season. You guys are going to want to catch up on what we've been talking about. Yep, absolutely. Um, next few weeks for us, are it's going to be very busy. We got we got Star Wars. We got Jumanji. We got our, you know, everyone loves a good top 10 list. We got a few of those. And just like Mike said, we're coming up to the Oscars, and we will have quite a bit to say about those. But until then, that's it for this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.